0: Brothers, one podcast, it's smack mouth fantasy football.
1: Uh, Yo hello this is your host your commissioner and the gm of the uh you know very very high scoring one and four warmest regards sean joined by your co-commissioner and gm of the one and four football team fantasy football team Uh, we're doing it again uh we're talking dynasty here both one and four um You know, we'll get into it later, but at least Connor's got a little bit more hope in the redraft league. I am also one and four in the redraft league. This is you you did
0: forget to mention. You did forget to mention that I am the low scoring one and four team. Yes, because I am the second lowest scoring team in the dynasty league. So that's a lot of fun. It
1: certainly is. It's been an interesting year. Uh, All you can do is uh, press on. And make the best decisions for the now and the future. And we'll see how that works out. That's your motivation minute from the commissioners. And I'm sure that didn't motivate you at all. <laughs> if anything, it <laughs> motivates No one else you needs motivation. Be they else. all have a plan. <laughs> yeah. Be better than your commissioners. That's for sure. Um, tonight, we've got an announcement we're switching up the podcast, we're not doing two a week anymore. We're going to do more of a focus on the Dynasty League. Uh, It's going to be a long-term league. We've got ties to all of our players. Uh, And frankly, it was getting to be a lot of work on your commissioners. So we're going to focus on the Dynasty League every week. Um, However, at the end of each episode, we will go over some redraft storylines, do kind of a uh, league standings review. And then, of course, we will touch on the Pirate League at the end as well. And we'll end it with dad joke because that's what we do.
0: And I would just like to say, this is not us backing out of work. It's more so that we can focus more on the dynasty, um, aspect, uh, because again, like Sean said, we have more ties to those players, longer ties, uh, moves kind of mean more because they are quote unquote forever. Um, and, uh, we we still do have family jobs and wives, so yes, this will, this will help us to cut down on the podcast time.
1: I mean, as I mentioned in the chat today, I don't always have time to watch the newest shows like Squid Games. I'm sure it's awesome, um, but
0: it's not. I would not recommend it to anybody.
1: Okay, well, there's there's a word from him. No spoilers. Uh, I am the best dad and father on earth. I am the best commissioner on earth, a T ball coach, a rising podcast host, superstar, and there is football on five nights a week almost. So, this is why we have to lighten the load on us, Connor. I know I'm speaking for myself at, with this list, but um, yeah, you, forgot, you, to are say, you second, forgot to say the you can, most humble. You can State claimed the second best of most of those categories.
0: I'll, I'll let my family declare those things. Um, I mean,
1: my family tells me this every day. So I'm just repeating what they tell me.
0: My son can't talk yet, so we'll we'll give him a little time. Well, if
1: your son says daddy as many times as mine, you'll feel like the best dad ever. You'll want them to (laughs) stop saying it. (laughs) Let's get into the podcast. We do have week five reviews, league news, and week six breakdowns for the Dynasty League. And as I mentioned, we'll touch on Redraft and Pirate at the end. And end it with some dad jokes. So week five. Review. Weekly review. And to start us off, we will start with the only and still remaining undefeated team in the league, the new Hotness Mm -hmm. against Waller Waller. Make you holler. Now, two and three. The new Hotness did score 195 points, or excuse me, that was the projection. The new Hotness had themselves Mm -hmm. a mother effing week. Uh, scoring 258 (laughs) points compared to Waller Waller's 145. Will, with another very, very impressive hot week from the hotness this week, scoring 258 points, the highest score of any team this season. How can you beat uh, a team when they have two quarterbacks that combine for over 102 points? That's right. Herbert. 53 points, Brady just under 50 points, the QB one and the QB three on the week, because somehow Lamar Jackson snuck in there at number two on Monday night football. Um, And Oh yeah. Then you throw in Mandrews, Mark the man Andrews for 42.7 points, tight end one on the week. Eckler had 33 points RB three on the week and CD lamb, 21 and a half points RB or wide receiver 16 on the week. Just What what can you do, except for me apparently trading him a top 10 running back? We'll get into that later. Ryan's team, Waller Waller, saw their season tear like the tendon in Russell Wilson's finger during Thursday night football. Wilson out until at least November, leaving the team with only one QB. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, man, what a year he's having. He's been a bright spot all season and kept Mm -hmm. Waller Waller's score – Somewhat respectable. Uh, Hollywood finished with 35.5 points on the week, nine receptions, 125 yards, two touchdowns, two point conversion catch in over well, two point conversions at the end of regulation. Um, Waller disappointed with only eight points, still the tight end four on the season, even after a couple of disappointing weeks in a row. And then back continues to play well as the QB nine on the season. It's just when you're facing a team that put up 260 points, there's just nothing you can do. And now it does appear that Waller Waller is looking forward to the future. We'll say.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously we'll get this late, get into this later with uh, the draft trading, but, or the, the trades, um, but he's really looking forward to throw a couple darts at the fourth rounders, evidently for his. That's right. That's right. For his uh, elderly. He, yes. But anyways, on to the no name division. Uh, I would like to take this time first to apologize to my league. Um, I did a bad job selecting the teams in our league, so uh, the best French division gets two free wins, possibly three free wins or four, now that Ryan is uh, looking towards the future. So I would like to apologize to everyone in my league for not selecting those teams so that we could get a couple free weeks. Um, I did find out, I was looking today or yesterday, that uh, Dilly Dilly and I are the only ones that don't get a free win from uh, Mexican this year because the other weeks of... Uh, of the non-conference which I'm I'm excited for the for the breakdown for for going forward Um, but I am excited for that Uh, for the the across the your division too much
1: you do still have the fantasy football team in the division so there is a couple wins on the schedule (laughs) for the other
0: teams in your division correct but if there's at least some chance that I would win like there's at least whereas with Mexican it's there's like a one percent chance going into the start of the week. My team at least gives you up until uh, like two p.m. on Sunday, and then gives me a one percent chance to win. Anyways, we'll go into um, we'll go to the highest scoring team uh, of the week in No Name Division, which uh, yes, that did come upon. Uh, the backs of the fantasy football team. Not that we scored it, just that we played against it. Uh, So fantasy football team versus the Nompton Bulldogs. Nompton Bulldogs are looking great. 218 is a great score on any other week that Will does not score 258. Um, Amazing, amazing job uh, for them. It was 137 to 218 for the pitiful fantasy football team. Another week and another disappointment from most of my team. Uh, another coaching error as I left seventy-two uh, points on the bench I, with the RB five and Miles Garrett and the RB sixteen and eighteen with Devontae Booker and Samaje Ryan Obviously, some of those. Um, I've had some people reach out and and say like they feel bad for me because my process is there. Miles Gaston was playing the best run defense in the league. It just said he ended up catching ten balls and scoring. Devonte Booker, obviously, Saquon's out. Devontae Booker is still on the block if anyone needs a running back the next couple of weeks. And Samaje, you didn't know how he was going to do because whatever. Anyway, it sucks. Man, um, he's got COVID. What a bum he is. Exactly. And then uh, my best wide receiver, so out of Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, and A.J. Brown and all of them, uh, you'd think I'd have a pretty good receiving core but I don't. So my best wide receiver this week was wide receiver 32 with Amari Cooper getting 15 points. And um, again, more disappointing weeks from uh, a Rob Robbie Anderson, AJ Brown as uh, none of those scored over 7.2 points. So uh, however, there are some bright spots. I'm excited, not excited, but I have at least a glimmer of hope. Um, my rookies showed up. Michael Carter, who I got the who started on Sunday morning, RB24, which isn't that amazing, but got me almost 15 points right there. I was excited to see that until the later games happened. And then finally, Kyle Pitts, the the quote unquote best tight end prospect ever, got me the tight end three. Oh, probably tight end four. I did this before uh, Monday night, potentially. So uh, but he got me 28 points on the week, so that's pretty good. And then, lastly, Tyrod might be able to come back. He's not going to be this week, but there's statements saying that he will be the quarterback whenever he comes back. So that at least gives me another option between uh, uh, him and Jared Garbage. So we'll move on to David because that's actually the exciting part. Uh, David has been a top three, has been in the top three of scoring each week. So each week of the season, he's been in the top three scoring in the league. Um, pretty impressive, pretty consistent, uh, hard hard to, to really fight consistency like that. Um, He's the second I think highest, highest scoring time... team in
1: the league, averaging just under 200 points a week.
0: <clears throat> Thank you for that. Um, I'm guessing Will's the first. Yeah, Will's averaging 205
1: a week, which if you take okay, out, so... you know, before this last week, he was averaging 192. So his average went up. You know, 13 points. In <laughs> That's crazy.
0: But, but those two teams, I think it's uh, for the, the Bulldogs specifically is obviously who I'm talking about. I think it's time to seriously uh, talk about them as the, as one of the championship favorites. I think there's a, an obvious few that um, are in the lead for that. Obviously you have no idea what's going to happen at the end of the season. Uh, anyone can have a big week and things like that. Uh, David had the RB four, six, 12 and 13 on the week. So basically had four RB ones this week. Uh, That's King there, Henry hear. had 32, Alexander Madison. It's just saying, if you traded him one of them, um, Alexander Madison with 28, Najee 23 and Patterson with a down week. Only had 22. Four of those equaled all four of those equaled 106 points and 48% of the team's points. Um, I, I just put this in here so I could remember to say it. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> Anyone would, after trading uh, Patterson for anything in the last couple of weeks, if they got anything for Patterson, unless it's like a first-round pick or an actual star, they're going to feel dumb for trading him. But I would just like to say, for any trades that are happening, it just shows that you can never truly measure a trade until after the season or after the trade's done or multiple seasons, especially in Dynasty. Um, I'm hoping that it flips to me next year. I I don't think it will. What was the other side? But uh, I got Robbie Anderson in a third-round pick for this year. Yeah. So it looks (laughs) really bad right now. Really bad. So my my thought was Cordero Patterson, not much usage. He had a 20-point week. He was on my bench, unfortunately, but I was going to sell high on him. I liked Robbie Anderson. I think he still has some juice. They paid him a lot. I thought it was just a, um, just a weird thing happening the beginning of the season, and that he would pop back. Um, I I I just try not to think about how I could have gotten so much more if I just would have waited two weeks and then traded Cordero Patterson.
1: But no one, uh, no one knew. At I the told time. one. Of, at the time, people thought Tony Gallman
0: was going to get carries. True, I told the, uh, a league mate, I said, "Only thing that makes me uh, not do something serious, seriously to harm my body is to uh, I just remind myself that I got him off the waivers for some fab in the in the off season, and I flipped that around for what I thought was a good player in a third round pick." So. That is how I make myself feel better. That is how I don't cry when I go to sleep. Um, Lastly, we'll go back to David. Old man Antonio Brown is doing work. Tom Brady likes the old man connection. He was a wide receiver four uh, with 33.4 points on the week. And then he also had solid weeks. Solid weeks, nothing uh, too impressive. But uh, from Cooper Cup was 17 and Chris Godwin was 14 whenever you've got hundred points from your four running backs that are playing, you can uh, be just fine with 14 or 17 points from a receiver. So uh, Nompton Bulldogs, four and one fantasy football team, one and four. Now
1: it's been rough for both of us and for the other of our commissioners, let's head back to the best friends division and look at the closest matchup from week five, which was the warmest regards at one and three going against Jamar rule at three mm. and one. Um, warmest regards again, projected to win that matchup, but lost. Um, Jamar rule scored just under 196 points, his best outing of the season. And then the warmest regards also with the best outing of their season so far, with a score of just under 192 so yay for the regards um once again as the saints go so does jamar rule saints win kamara's kamara scores 33.1 points winston scores 35.8 points and marquez Callaway again The guy can have a goose and then come back in week five and score 22 points. Jamar Chase continues to look good, is unbelievably a wide receiver, eight on the season, Mm -hmm. uh, 29.9 points in week five. And then Pittman sealed the deal against the Regards. uh, When the Regards were making a push on Monday Night Football, Pittman sealed it with a win, uh, 21.9 points as Jonathan Taylor was making a big push Uh, for the Warminster guards. It was a valiant effort on Monday night by Jonathan Taylor, trying to will this team to a win, but it fell short by four points. Jonathan Taylor was the RB one on the week with 33.9 points, boosting him to the RB 10 on the season. He's only 22, I think Jonathan uh, cream hunt, Continues his hot fantasy streak as the RB7 on the season. Just take a deep breath. RB7 on the season. Uh, scoring 25.9 points. Him. Yes. Um. Ah. Henderson continues to be solid. That's Daryl Henderson. 16.9 points, RB17 on the season. And that is with a full game missed. Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson are dudes in the wide receiving core, RB wide receiver five and 10 on the season. And then, of course, just the way that the Warmester Guards luck goes, Juju got injured, scored like 0.6 points. I'm sure he wouldn't have helped me win, right? And then Sam Darnold returned to his Adam Gacian ways and threw three picks. These two likely the culprits for the week five loss
0: for the Warmester Guards. That's it. That's all I have. I would also like to point out that Hawkinson, who started out on a tear this season with 25 points and 20 points, uh, and only putting four points up there for you is not going to help you win a week either. Yes. So.
1: Um, I did, after the first couple of weeks, give him the nickname, the Hawk Nest Monster. Um, I do believe that that nickname will be um, revoked from him uh, as a bit of a motivational mm-hmm. tactic. Um, so I will be removing that nickname and we'll see he, if he can earn it back in week six.
0: Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, so you mentioned that the, as the Saints go, so does Jamar Rule. Uh, how do you think? So how are they going to do in week six, you think? We'll get well, this, to this in a little bit. but
1: Whoever plays them in week six is uh, should be feeling pretty good because half of Jamar Rule's well, I'm team not. are the Saints. Well, I'm not.
0: I'm not feeling good because I have felt good previously this season, and I have I am one and four. So that's good. Uh, I do not your feel expectations good about low. This. My expectations are very low. So got to hedge your hat, They have they have to stay low whenever you're throwing up numbers like like I have been lately. So, anyways, uh, on back to the no name division, we will go to. Um, well, I would say the closest one, but they're all pretty much blowouts. So uh, here we were talking about who's the, the best woman in the league. Oh, uh, yeah. only two of them. They were playing uh, the two and two Spartans versus the one and three fields. The projection was within about 0.1, 0.2 points. So it was supposed to be a close game. Um, Katie, however, came up short. 123 points to 192. KD and the Spartans ended up with only scoring 70% of their projected score. Um, Just too difficult with how teams are scoring these past weeks to win whenever both of your quarterbacks combine for less than 26 points. Um, It's just a hard thing to overcome, especially with whenever people can score They have been Ryan Tannehill, another dud not performing well, 16 points, and then Heineke with uh, nine points. He was struggling against that Saints defense. Um, And then another another struggle for the Spartans is 28 and a half points from five different receivers, um, equals about averaging 5.7 points for each receiver. Uh, And it's not it's even worse whenever half of those points come from one receiver with with Deontay Johnson. So that would be four receivers got her 12 points. Uh, whenever I'm talking about those, those receivers, we're talking about Adam Thielen, who had a hot start, Deontay Johnson, like we mentioned, Jacoby Myers, who had nine, uh, A.J. Green, Osborne, and Chester Rogers, and none of them. Myers was the highest out of those with nine points. So it was it was a rough week for the Spartans. Um, however, there is a bright side. I'm I'm trying to really look at the bright side here. Um, again, for my well being, and this is also for yours. Now, Katie, um, on the bright side, Matt Ryan had his second straight solid performance. He was QB ten. Um, Chuba Hubbard is filling in nicely for her injured Christian McCaffrey. He was the RB19, which sounds bad, but whenever you uh, get 19 points from a backup running back, you got to be happy um, with that. So maybe she can build upon this. Maybe Matt Ryan will work his way. Well, he's on a bye this week, so maybe he'll work his way back in the lineup after that and hopefully keep throwing a lot of touchdown passes to Kyle Pitts. For Katrina, she ended up scoring 111% of her projected total, Um, So that 40-point swing is really – 40 percentage points swing is going to affect some things. Um, And that 111% was uh, definitely in part to Lamar freaking Jackson having literally his best passing game of his career. Uh, Monday Night Miracles all around. She would have won without this, but, um, I mean, I don't know if I would have ever seen – I just don't know how they don't hone in on Lamar more. I mean, he was 86% passing, so we'll talk about – we can mention him in what he did on the redraft league if you want to look that up right now, Sean. Um, oh, he had, he had himself a night because he's on my team. Q- yep. So in this league, he was obviously QB1 with 51.88 points. Um, that helped make up for with the, the 7.2 points from Derek Carr Across from him, and another disappointing week from IUC um, and her savior last week, Khalif Raymond, who had five point six points for IUK and 1.4 points for Khalif Raymond. Her two starting running backs equaled 52 points. Her running backs plus Lamar equaled 54% of her week's score. So just wrap your mind around that from three players she got 54 points her starting running backs being Ezekiel Elliott with 26.2 and Nick Chubb with 26 um and then on an, on other very positive notes again we're trying to hit positive notes here for everyone uh Robert Woods finally finally showed up and gave her a 28 piece with 12 catches of 14 targets and 150 yards so he didn't even score a touchdown and he got you twenty-eight points. That's that's definitely really nice. And then her rookie draft pick of Kadarius Tony showed up uh, for a little bit until his anger got the best of him and he punched a helmet. And he got thirty points. And the what was the wide receiver five? Um, and then lastly, uh, I apologize for this, Katie, but Katrina is obviously the best female GM in our league. That will be it. And
1: the best Oklahoma State grad in our league.
0: Mm, that that might hurt more than what I said, but we'll we'll definitely see that in the chat tomorrow morning after whenever Katie gets to work at about six a.m.
1: On back to the no name division for the last matchup with the replacements and the big rippers. The big rippers looking to go three and two as the replacements are obviously falling to zero and five. Uh, despite this not being a close matchup, the rippers ripped off a nice. 205 point week another 200 point week we had um, several of those this week we had three 200 plus point uh games or uh scores in this week week five and they won their first uh game in the last three tries so they had they had the rippers had two straight losses coming in Um, but it was against the replacements so does it even count Yeah, I guess it does technically count as a win. Uh, When you see Kyler only scored 13 and a half points, Mac only scored 13 and a half points, you might wonder how they scored over 200 points. Well, I'll tell you, it was Mike and Mike. That's how, Mike and Mike. Mike Williams scored 39 and a half points on eight receptions, 16 targets, 165 yards and two touchdowns he is the wide receiver two on the week and wide receiver three on the season clearly the fantasy mvp of the league so far in 2021 mike evans scored 30.3 points on six catches 113 yards and two touchdowns that gave him the wide receiver six on the week and wide receiver 12 on the season very impressive from mike and mike Antonio uh, had a good week. Great candy. Mike and Mike, Mike. <laughs> I was thinking the radio show, but sure, we can go with Ike and Ikes. <laughs> um, Antonio had a pretty good week uh, for his standards 116 points almost. Knox, Metcalf, and Dylan all led the team for the second straight week. Uh, and oh, by the way, Dalton Knox is now the tight end three on the season. So whoa um second week in a row over 100 did points. he pick him up off of waivers uh, i think he might have i think he might have um, i'll look it up you keep you keep you keep talking i'll look it up uh hopefully it's quick because i don't have a lot it is uh, the replacements this is the second week in a row over 100 100 points for the replacements
0: um are they are they slacking are they slacking at this tanking thing one, I don't think they're slacking at it. I think the other pitiful teams, <clears throat> fantasy football team, uh, is just making them look like they're slacking. Hmm. Um, okay. But, again, most of their points are in the in the taxi squad. They're still – I know it's incredible to say, it shocks me, that they are still very, very much lower score than mine – than us in the fantasy football team. Sean, you probably have that yes. while you're we'll, looking we'll at the, the total scores on the week. Dawson Knox was drafted by Mexican. He was drafted by Mexican in the 15th round. So this is part of his uh, tight end run that he went on when he (laughs) was not really there. (laughs) So So he literally fell into the tight end three.
1: Yeah. Antonio's taxi squad had just over 30 points on it this week. Um, They're averaging just under 40 points a week from their taxi squad. The next closest team is uh Amen, the grocery baggers averaging just over 14 points a week.
0: Wow. And how what's the, what's their total points at? I know I'm getting We'll, close, we'll talk but... about
1: it. We'll talk about it uh, after your okay. last Sorry, review here. Getting ahead of Speaking of the baggers, Connor's got the review of their matchup.
0: And the baggers uh looked like they are trying to tank with only coming up with 90, almost 93 points. Uh to Dilly Dilly's 191 points, that is projected the, to be a blowout, and it was the,
1: the third lowest uh, performance of the season for any team. Is the 92 and a half points?
0: Man, and we'll, we'll talk about kind of what led to that. Um, but yeah, it was projected to be a blowout, and it was even more than a blowout. Uh, Amon couldn't even get to triple digits. Six people were in single digits on his team. Um, It it was just a rough outing. No QB in Superflex because Garoppolo had an injury. He'll have no QB in Superflex this week because Garoppolo has a bye. Um, Galladay got hurt. Beckham with only four points. And, man, just listen to the names of these starting running backs. He had to start due to Chris Carson being hurt. Uh, His starting running backs were Mark Ingram, who had 16 carries for 41 yards. And then it was uh, Melvin Gordon who had nine carries for 35 yards and a couple of receptions. So total, his uh, two running backs got him 10.4 points. Um, however, theme of the week is a bright side. Always look for the bright side. Um, I guess before the bright side, we'll mention that Mahomes had a down week, only scoring 23 points, being the QB 16. Um, But the bright side is DeAndre Carter. He was the only person besides uh, Patrick Mahomes to score over 15 points. You say, who is that? DeAndre Carter? Well, this is who he is. He graduated from Sacramento State in 2015. He was undrafted. Um, Washington is now his eighth team to be on. So eighth team in about six years. Um, wow. But he ended up with one carry for 11 yards, and he actually got some re- some targets this week. Uh, he ended up getting eight targets, four catches for 62 yards. And then, as always, he had two kick returns for 48 yards, which equals 4.8 points, and then one punt return for 10 yards, which equals a whole point. So, um, looks like they're going to be trying building on the backs of DeAndre Carter and and uh, Patrick Mahomes going forward. <laughs> forward. For Dilly Dilly, uh, they continue to try and, and keep their name in the championship uh, comp- uh, conversation as well. They end up having 191 points. It's crazy to me that Josh Allen had 45.5 points and he was a QB4 this week. It just shows you that you can't put all your all your uh, uh, hopes and wants into having a QB one on the week, because some weeks it's just other people have ridiculous weeks because Josh Allen had a heck of a week and he was a QB four on the week. Um, he had four players with over 24 with over 20 points. That would be Josh Allen, Leonard Fournette Antonio Gibson and then DeAndre Hopkins. Um, uh, the question for Dilly Dilly would be the the um, the depth on his team, which you saw Dilly Dilly try to make a, a push for another running back. However, it got uh, flipped and flopped, and he did not get him again. Though, as we talked about the whole season, he's got four great wide receivers. It would be scary once if all these receivers hit on the same week. So he's got Hopkins this week. He had Hopkins had 20, McLaurin had under nine, Diggs had under 10. And then Debo had an off week for him with only 16 points. So um, we'll see how how that goes going forward. However, on his bench, there's not much. Uh, Zach Wilson was that or sorry, Byron Pringle was the highest person on scoring on his bench with 16. Other than that, no one scored more than uh, more than eight points. So depth might be an issue for them. Uh, Ryan, you might want to hit them hit him up for for uh, 27 fourth-round picks for, for one 32-year-old, he might be able to give some of those up for you.
1: Uh, update on Dylan and I's water bet. I have pulled away. I am ahead now by 28 points
0: after five mm-hmm. weeks. So It's crazy that you're winning in his water bet, but Dilly Dilly is four and one, and you are one and four.
1: Yes, yes, it is. It is very crazy, Connor. So crazy.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get to the heroes and villains of the week.
1: Hero of the week up first. Hero of the week. I've got the Cleveland Browns defense as the heroes of the week. You You may be thinking... Um, well, Sean, we don't have <laughs> don't <know> defenses <laughs> in our league. Well, you're right. Um, the Cleveland Browns did everyone a solid. And I think that every defense should take cues from the Browns this last weekend and they need to just start pulling people into the end zone. Like the Browns pulled in Austin Eckler. Um, they did propel Mr. Eckler to the RB. What was it? Three on the week. I think RB three on the week, uh, thanks to that late touchdown where they drug him into the end zone. Um, can't, can't get any better than that from a defense, when, especially in a league that doesn't play defenses. So the Browns defense is the hero of the week.
0: I would have really sucked if you did have the Browns defense and you needed <laughs> just a couple extra points and they throw seven more points on the board. Um, my heroes of the week, I mentioned it in this last breakdown, my heroes of the week are the QBs because the – I mean, they just – Two people scored over 50 points with Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Tom Brady had 49. Josh Allen had 45. Um, Those are just insane weeks. Uh, So congrats to anyone that had those people um, this week. And then we'll just – together we will say the villain of the week because this podcast as a whole agrees. Villain of the week. Yes. at John Gruden John Gruden is yes, John Gruden
1: <laughs> enough said, John Gruden <laughs> I mean it does cause a little bit of concern for all the Raiders that we all have on our fantasy teams um, we'll see uh, what happens the rest of this season and then I guess you just kind of hope they um, hire someone with a little more competence uh, next season um I just feel like they have a lot of good pieces and they just continually seem to disappoint. So maybe they'll get someone in there that can maximize the value of all those people.
0: Yep. We'll, we'll wait and see. And that's the last time we'll mention that person's name.
1: Yeah, probably, probably let's get into some league news where we will take a look at the Smackmouth dynasty history spreadsheet provided by our league historian will let's take a look at the where do you want to start playoff picture uh, kind of interesting here yes. obviously will at the top five and oh followed by david four and one um, i will say quick look ahead to week eight which is our rivalry week i forgot that will and david are rivals So they will be facing off in two weeks. Mm. That's week eight. That should be a showdown for the ages. Uh, Three seed is Dylan at four and one. The three and four seed are decided by the non-division leaders with the best record. So we got Dylan at four and one and Jake at four and one. And then, oh, looky there at number five. Look who sneaks in at number five. The warmest regards, one and four, actually moved up a spot from last week. One and four warmest regards at the fifth seed, followed by the Rippers and Baxter at the sixth seed. So I don't know if you're keeping track at home, Connor. Well, you're actually in what in Arkansas this weekend. Uh, that's four teams out of the mm-hmm. best friends best friends division and two teams out of the no-name division. Ooh,
0: a little switch up. I like it. I and I would just like to point out that this is exactly why we had. The four and or the five and six seed be based off of points because uh, sometimes you are just unlucky against the teams you're playing each week. As in, Sean has made his case for that, um, being the being in the top scores of the league yeah, and I'm just the having fourth, a miserable I'm the fourth record. highest
1: scorer in the league, and I have the fourth highest points against. So. Yeah, Something's that's rough. Uh,
0: to put that in perspective, to put that in perspective, Sean is outscoring uh, Jake, who is actually eight and or is who is four and one. He's outscoring Baxter, who is three and two. He's, he, and then he's outscoring um, really everyone else that has a worse record. Uh, and then again, just to throw a little more pity on my party, uh, sh- Sean and I have the same record, yet he has scored 184 more points than I have. <laughs> So uh yep. there's the bright side for you, Sean. And it
1: looks like Will, obviously the highest scoring, highest scoring team in the league. He's the only team in the league that scored over a thousand points so far this season. Uh he also has the least points against. Does Will. So he has a point differential yeah, that, of that continues- 335 points on the season.
0: That is uh, pretty insane, but again really doesn't matter since he is scoring ridiculous numbers as well. So on the on the flip side, David has scored 28 points less than Will, um, but has over 150 points more scored against him, which is probably where that one loss came. Let's look at the
1: uh, draft pick order as of now. Uh, As we've mentioned, and as we know, Antonio still well ahead in the league at 655 total points on the season. The next closest is Amon at 976 points. So, so Antonio has almost, has more than a 300 point lead on the next closest team for the number one pick. Number three. So number two is Amon. Number three, Katrina. Number four, Connor. That's you. Number five, dylan actually who is well in the middle of the playoff picture number six is myself number seven is ryan number eight is katie so that's obviously if none of those teams make the playoffs you're
0: gonna say something i will say i'm surprised i was gonna say i will say i'm i'm a little bit surprised that i am at the only at the four, I believe. So uh I'm happy though. So I don't give Antonio the first and second pick since Julio has done for me this year. <laughs> oh let's
1: uh let's look at some trades. We actually had a decent amount of trades this week. We can talk about uh the first one being uh, <laughs> a really interesting one between Ryan and Katie, Katie receives Jameis Winston, a 2022 second, a 2022.
0: Nope. F- nope. Nope. no, nope. oh, nope. Ryan Jameis Crowder. What did I say? Jameis Winston. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Katie receives Jameis Crowder, a 2022 second, a 2022 fourth and a 2023 fourth. Ryan receives his 2022 second back that he traded to Katie earlier this season, a 2022 third and a 2023 second. So I'm going to break this down as Jamison Crowder for a second and a third round pick. So Ryan clearly wins that. this one.
0: Well, well, actually, I mean, you two fourth rounders equal a second rounder. So it's really just so Jameson Crowder for a third. So stupid. because that that math of the the league. <laughs> so dumb. Uh
1: the next uh, trade the next
0: one is, is just we can oh yep is uh Jeremy McNichols for a fourth rounder a 2022 fourth. Uh David just getting all of his backups because Alexander Madison has done great for him. Uh, again. So David gets Jeremy McNichols, Ryan Swain uh, will get that 2022 fourth. And lastly, I'll speak on this one since Sean was needs help with his trades. So needs people to, to fight each other, to get a better offer. He got Kareem Sean, sorry, excuse me. Sean got Jerry Judy and will got Kareem hunt to help bolster his running backs this season.
1: I will say, when I made the trade, I didn't realize Kareem Hunt was RB seven on the year. Um, but I'm hoping that I'm kind of trading at max value. Cream Hunt is 26. Jerry Judy is 22. So I've kind of gain a few years there. Uh, hopefully, got a better long-term asset. Will is obviously looking to capitalize this do year. Do you want?
0: Do you want my honest opinion? Sure. No, that doesn't seem true. That does seem like you, you really want it. So uh we'll just go into the there's also just so Come on, know, there let's is hear it. a trade let's... that is up in the air. If you got if you got max value for the number seven running back and it's only Jerry Judy who's been hurt and hasn't really proved anything. Uh well what again, if I told I'm... you
1: that uh what if I told you that Aaron Rodgers ends up in Denver next year?
0: Well. What if I told you that I actually won the championship this year? I mean, there's a lot of things. <laughs> if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, it'd be Christmas every day. I well, mean, how does this uh, make you, you feel? Do those uh,
1: Background on the trade here. I initially offered Will, Kareem Hunt, and a second-round pick for Jerry Judy, and he turned it down. So it turned wow, into that, straight up.
0: Well, I mean, in that hindsight, at least you you didn't completely screw yourself. Um, and then I would just like to say there is a trade that is pending right now for uh, three fourth-round picks for Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, that could be again. This is Thursday night when we're recording this, so it could it could change, could not. But that is out there because evidently three fourth-round picks equals a first rounder or fourth or second rounder or something. Whatever y'all's math is. I
1: told you those fourth-round uh, picks would come in handy. You're not wrong.
0: It <laughs> equals a second, evidently.
1: Uh, I've only got one comment on the waiver ads this week, and that was Geno Smith uh, obviously taking over for Russell Wilson. Jake got him for 50 fab dollars. There were six bids on him. And this goes straight into our smack talk.
0: Time for some smack talk.
1: And... The fact that Eamon, who keeps telling me that he wants to compete this year, didn't put all of his fab money on Geno Smith is absolutely asinine. I don't understand it. (laughs) Eamon is the 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 needs the QB the most and just didn't even put a bid in on Geno Smith.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Um Thing. I was hoping that you were going to play Amen in non conference, but it does not look like you'll face him this year. You'll have to wait till next year to uh, get a piece of that. Bummer.
1: Uh, and then the next piece of Smack Talk is simply Will's utterly stupid draft pick valuation chart, where he claims a first round pick is 40 points, a second round pick is 30, a third is 20, and a fourth is 10. Therefore, meaning four first, fourth round picks is a first round pick is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> also, oh my he, told he, find, he told me he was going to find he told me he was going to look at our rookie draft from this over from this summer and try and find four fourth round picks that put together add up to the player of a second round value. And he, uh, it's been like five hours and he's yet to
0: get back to me on that. Can, can, can I give you the fourth rounders? Uh, from this year's draft yeah i mean the best one that i can think um, of off anthony the top schwartz, of my head is
1: kylan hill
0: yeah so the fourth round this year was anthony schwartz jamar jefferson sage Surratt, dropped, Cut. dropped tommy trimble dwayne eskridge kylan hill larry roundtree elijah mitchell oh okay. underlong jamie newman sam ellinger and then chris evans Okay, so Chris Evans and Elijah
1: Mitchell. I thought Elijah went in the third, so he really did fall in our league. Um, Mm -hmm. That's pretty good value. But the only person really good
0: value in the fourth. The the only person that he would have outscored, though, on all of these, especially since Trey Trey Lance is about to start. So he this will might go for Trey Lance, or he might pick out his own Travis Etienne, who's hurt. Other than that, everyone else has outscored him but
1: it's i mean trey lance obviously i mean trey lance and travis Etienne have huge values compared to any of those guys
0: mm-hmm. so yep but what a, four of them i mean you get four shots to four out of 12 to get that one elijah mitchell pick yeah which
1: or I mean, you could just happen. get
0: one first rounder
1: Let's get into the week six breakdowns. Weekly breakdown. And this is the first week of the non con games and also the first week of bye weeks. I mentioned that a little bit. Uh, We've got a few teams on bye this week, especially the Saints is the big one. Saints and uh, San Francisco, the two off the top of my head I can think of.
0: Um, I'm, I'm looking, I look, I'm looking up all the buys right now. Do um, you just want to a flip flop go flip-flop back and forth? Week, oh, go ahead. Yep. We can, we can definitely do that. I was going to say week six buys are Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints, New York Jets, and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, week seven also has a good number of, of uh, buys, but we'll get to that next yeah. week. So yeah, yeah, I'm down to, to kind of flip-flop and uh, you can go first and we'll just go, go down the line.
1: Okay, the first matchup is the best matchup of the week. It's the new hotness and dilly-dilly. A little bit of bad blood between these two Texas brethren uh, with the the Kareem Hunt trades going back and forth this week. Uh, the storyline here is, well, first of all, the new hotness is currently projected to win. Let me double-check projections. Uh, well, Thursday night football started, but yesterday the new hotness was projected to win by about 20 Um, The storyline is, this is the best game of the week as the two teams at the top of their divisions face off. To add to the matchup is the bad blood that was brewed up during the Kareem Hunt trade back and forth. Can the new hotness stay undefeated against one of the top teams from the no-name division, or will Dilly Dilly make the hotness do the ice bucket challenge and hand them their first loss?
0: (laughs) Dilly. Dilly. Uh, yeah, we'll see right now. Again, this is this kind of dates us, so probably not good at podcasting. But at the moment, Will is projected with 195, Dilly Dilly 175. And uh, again, this is in the second quarter of the game, but Tom Brady's got 17 and Lynn fournette has got eight. So uh, Dilly Dilly's going to have to pull something out pretty great. Uh, I bet you he would really like to have Kareem Hunt on his side during this matchup instead of having. Uh, a Byron Pringle or a Tyson Williams in there, but uh, we'll just have to see how it works out. And then next, we've got the Big Rippers versus the Grocery Baggers. So, the Big Rippers are three and two. The Grocery Baggers are two and three. At this very moment, the uh, projection is 167 to 131. So, the, bag, or the Rippers have gone down a little bit tonight due to st- – Miles Sanders being Miles Sanders and Mike Evans not catching catching his one-yard touchdown yet. Uh, <laughs> so the storyline for this, the Big Rippers had their highest score of the year in Week 5. Can that continue in the non-conference? The baggers are not ready to bag it yet as they look to get back to competing after three straight losses. Can the Rippers rip the grocery baggers or can the grocery bag a neat much-needed win? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, came the groceries bag—a much-needed win. Nice. Uh, next up is Waller Waller at two and three against the four and one Nompton Bulldogs. Clearly, the Bulldogs projected to win, currently by about forty points. Storyline is Waller Waller was competing until Russ Wilson gave his team the, team the finger. Now they are looking toward the future. Nompton looks to continue to remain at the top of the no-name division. Will Waller make the Bulldogs holler, or will the Bulldogs bite back and move their win streak to four?
0: The Bulldogs have definitely been biting lately, so we'll have to see with that one. Oh, I'm excited. Next, we got the warmest regards, one and four, versus the Soldier Fields, who is two and three. Once again, the warmest regards are projected with 181. Uh, To the Soldier Field's 164, let me double check that it is, uh, ooh, the Warmest Regards has gone down to 174 to 170. Yes, thank you. Jalen Hurts can't
1: seem to throw the ball in a place where Jalen Rager can catch it.
0: Yes, Jalen Rager has uh, two targets, no catches. So this could be closer than what it initially seemed. The warmest regards have been anything but warm through the first five weeks while Soldier Fields are starting to find a groove with two straight wins. Will the warmest regards respectfully salute Soldier Fields after they find their second win of the season, or will Soldier Fields give the regards the finger salute, the one finger salute, I apologize, for even trying to stop the winning streak?
1: Try to come up with something like soldiers and saluting and...
0: Yeah, yeah, I see. It. I mean, it was tough. We'll, we'll see, we'll see.
1: Next up is Jamar Rule, four and one against the fantasy football team, one and four. Again, Jamar Rule dealing with some serious bye week issues. Uh, with the fantasy football team Ooh. projected to win by about thirty points, at the moment. As you know, as the Saints go, so does Jamar. Well, in week six, the Saints are on bye. Can the football team? use the this to their advantage and find their second win of the season or will jamar find a way to rule this matchup and move to five and one
0: i would love to have a win and if i don't have a win after his bye weeks and saquon and clyde Edwards edwards Allaire being hurt i might go into depression because there's nothing i can do about it um Lastly, Are are you not going to
1: play um, Booker?
0: I have not decided yet.
1: Uh, It's it's a risky game rolling on the backs
0: of Mr. Allen Robinson. Uh, That is very true, but I still have – those are both Sunday games. I have time to to contemplate. I haven't had time to look through my rosters and really make decisions yet. Anyways, I want to say congratulations to – Dirty South Spartans and Katie for getting the cupcake of the week. She is the chef, so she probably makes them pretty good. Um the replacement's 0-5 versus Dirty South Spartans. Right now, the projection, uh, the live projection is 193 to 194 or sorry, 93 to 194. So it's supposed to win. Uh, by 100, the Spartans have been trying to survive with without CMC, who might be back in week six. Lucky for the Spartans, they have a bye week. This week, it's a it's a win bye week, so you get you, the bye week, but you still get a win, giving CMC an extra week of rest. The replacements are very replaceable. Let's just move on to the – that doesn't need to have any more conversation about that game. <laughs> That's
1: it for the Dynasty League. We're going to jump into a little bit of redraft league analysis, starting with a week five review quick one here. Las Vegas Packers moved to three and two on the season after losing to Andy Mm. Mm gone, Andy gone now three and two. So both teams come out of the weekend at three and two. The Rona Raiders Fall to PMF, Peyton Manning's forehead, making the Raiders three and two, and PMF two and three. PMF comes out at 175 points after three disappointing weeks. CD's Nuts falls to Adam Schefter's Source. Both teams, uh, CD's Nuts now two and three. They were the lowest scoring team on the week at under 100 points in week five, and Adam Schefter's Source now three and two. Repeat stashies, lose another one, scoring 183 points, lost to the now five and O Hertz Locker. Also, it is now the no repeat stashes. Hertz Locker, highest scoring <laughs> team of the week, 228 points. Kiss my burrow, now 0 and 5, losing to tiptoeing to the ship, two and uh, now three and two, and then no diggity, no doubt gets their first loss this season in a shocker to Lancaster uh Lancaster now one and four no diggity no doubt four and one looking at the standings in the redraft I did
0: not even see that Lancaster actually got a win that's surprising I just just realized that
1: uh highest scoring teams in the league thus far obviously Hertz Locker number one scoring at just under 190 points a week followed by Adam Schefter's source Andy gone and tiptoeing to the ship the playoff seeds and rankings currently look like Hertzlocker one no diggity no doubt two adam schefter source three andy gone four cds nuts or excuse me tiptoeing to the ship five and cds nuts six teams that dropped out of the playoff hunt from week four to week five the rona raiders dropped three spots from four to seven and then the las vegas packers dropped from three to nine after abysmal Which would be six
0: spots and not nine, like an idiot would said in the uh, group chat. So you know, since
1: the last um, time we had a pod, I correctly have,
0: tonight. Since the last
1: time we had a pod, I have you know uh, gained a year on my life. I'm now a year older, so you know things are starting to go downhill. They
0: have they happen for a while? Evidently. Yep. Um. Would you like to read the breakdowns? You want me to read them back to you, or? Uh, well, I can read them and you can pick your favorite
1: since that's kind of what we've been doing with redraft.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah.
1: I'll pause in between so you can give any feedback. Uh, the top matchup, again, third week in the row for the Los Vegas Packers in the top matchup of the league uh, facing, the well <laughs> uh, facing the 5-0. Has well for us. Facing the 5-0 Hurts locker. The storyline is the Hertz locker continues to lock down the top spot and is now the only undefeated team in the league. Can the Las Vegas Packers ruin the locker's winning streak like Vegas ruins a marriage during a bachelor party, or will the Hertz locker up any bad decisions and continue winning?
0: <laughs> um, hangover? BB. Mm-hmm. movie.
1: Uh, the next matchup, next best, according to me tiptoeing to the ship at three and two versus no diggity, no doubt four and one. There is no doubt that no diggity remains in the playoff picture after their first loss, but tiptoes are quietly three and two and looking to start a winning streak while assisting no diggity in starting a losing streak. Okay. Next up is CDs nuts, two and three against Andy gone three and two storyline is. Andy is king of the toys and has a three-game win streak while the Nuts are trying to put it back together after being the lowest-scoring team in week five. Can Andy win a fourth straight and bust the Nuts' hopes at remaining in the playoff picture?
0: So just just to, just to confirm, this is Andy from Toy Story, the king of the toys, correct? Yeah, yeah that's what I've decided. Okay. Okay, and he's going to do that. He's going to try and do that to the other mm-hmm. team.
1: He's so, going to bust okay. the nuts. Yep. Hope, yeah. Um, All right. Fourth matchup for week six is Adam Schefter's source at three and two versus PMF three two and three. PMF finally find a win after three straight losses, while Schefter's source has two straight wins. Will Schefter's source be able to keep their good relationship with the league office and get a third straight? Or will PMF's QB acquisitions launch them into a win streak of their own? If you don't remember. He um, he got
0: two quarterbacks from the same team. PMF. Well, he also
1: picked up uh, Geno Smith, I believe. PMF did. Oh, you are correct. So he now, he went from one QB to four because he did trade Zach Moss for a combination of Tua and Jacoby Brissett, which... Still a bit puzzling if you asked me. Collusion. Mm-hmm. Collusion, agreed. Hmm. Fifth matchup in the league is the Rona Raiders three and two against Lancaster one and four. Storyline is, Rona's winning Rona's winning cases are on the decline after three weeks on the rise, while Lancaster finally got their first win. Can Lancaster continue to flatten Rona's curve or will Rona surge once again?
0: Well, for the United States, I hope that Rona does not surge once again. But if the Raiders would like to win, that's fine. And then lastly, the best matchup of the week. Yeah, I mean, best matchup worse. of
1: the week and maybe the best matchup of the year is the now no repeat stashies at one and four against Kiss My Burrow. zero oh, and five. The Stashies have put the repeat efforts on hold after three straight losses, while the Burrows know nothing except the losing ways. Will the Stashies usher the Burroughs their first W, or will they get the repeat mission back on track?
0: It's a big mission now. tis. It's a very big mission. Um, I, oh, I, I can't... <sighs> He's trying to pick his favorite now i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go with uh the toy story reference Mm. and andy is the king of the toys and you all know the rest uh (laughs) i like obviously baxter is not talking about uh andy from toy story most likely andy dalton but i like the connection there uh kind of a second layer i liked it um after this we'll or after, now we'll go to the the pirate league You can do a quick recap last week was the uh uh bonus for tight ends which was a great week to have mark andrews and not a great week if uh your tight end went to the ir so um y- you can name off a couple of those tight ends that just went berserk
1: yeah so again it was a Point per reception bonus for tight ends. So t- tight ends got two points per reception. Clearly that favors any tight end with lots of receptions and Mark Andrews had 11 this week. So that means just off of receptions, he had 22 points. That's before any yardage and the two touchdowns and two point conversions. He caught
0: uh, Kyle. Pitts. He had 147 yards. He had 147 yards, two touchdowns and two, two point conversions. So you can, you all can do the math at home. Um, let me do it real quick. Oh yeah. A lot.
1: Yeah. It's like over 40 points, maybe over 50 points. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts had nine receptions, David and Joku who was actually on waivers had seven and then Henry mm-hmm. Hunter, Henry, Kelsey Schultz and Dan Arnold had six. So those were your top performing tight ends in week five. Uh, just want to touch on a few player swaps that we had in the pirate league this week let me pull it up real quick
0: the bonus uh, uh, while he's looking that up the bonus for next week is going to be the ppr bonus for the running backs you get plus two points um so this might factor into who swapped for what go ahead this uh you know would think you
1: would you would think it would greatly favor me who has corduroy patterson on my team well yeah he's on a bye week so Mm -hmm. that's that really sucks for old Sean and the mangy scoundrels. <laughs> uh, the the swap that got the most discussion this week was Katrina, who sent away Saquon Barkley and gathered up uh, Alexander Madison, uh, got the league in a tizzy. Uh, I mean, Katrina does have Dalvin Cook, so she's getting handcuffed there, kind of guaranteeing herself a top-end running back no matter what dalvin cook's injury status is but uh, we don't know how long saquon will be out but when you just look at the names obviously it seems like an odd trade for the winning team to send away
0: saquon Mm -hmm. i'd also like to point out that she only won by one point wow she won like 1.4 points or it could have been flipped the other way and oh i mean i technically who knows maybe he would have done the same swap Maybe. I mean probably not for Madison. He probably would have done it for a worse a worse running back, but yes,
1: still a
0: worser running back.
1: Um mm-hmm. then we got Will, who sent Tyler Boyd to to Dylan to get Keenan Allen. We had our uh buddy up north Chalave. chalavi Uh
0: chalavi,
1: chalavi. He sent uh, Mooney away to j for Cortland Sutton. Then we had Connor, who received Melvin Gordon from Katie, who got Daryl Henderson. Uh, I so graciously sent Dawson Knox to Cairo text 13 and received Bob Tanyan in, in uh, return. He was promptly cut. hold Bob. Hey, Bob. Uh, Jake received James Robinson from Baxter and sent away James Connor. And the last one, nope, that was the previous week. So there you go. We had, actually had six swaps this week. Prior weeks, I don't think we had all six teams decide to swap. So, so clearly Techs 13 and Ship Ahoy is... The projected high score this week because he has basically the top uh, 10 running backs on his roster. Yeah. Um, We'll see how it works out. In other news, I will be competing in week seven to learn Chalaviz's actual name and location, even though I do think that SMFF CGI's um, investigation division has determined that he probably lives somewhere near the west coast of our friends to the north.
0: Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, hey. Hey. How about that? How about yeah, what about that?
1: How about, how about the. Uh, <laughs> hey. That's all I got. Well, hey, maple um, syrup. Hey. Before.
0: Uh, Sean, I'll give you time to get your uh, dad joke ready. I want to remind everyone, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Uh, We're looking for any reviews. Well, not. We're looking for good reviews and good ratings, uh, but that would help us with sponsors in the future, um, and we would really appreciate that. Send us your smack talk before or after. Uh, This can be definitely geared towards the non-conference here. Uh, kind of talk smack against other conference. Uh, we we loved having the the voice memo from Baxter. So anyone that wants to, if you're just out on a walk uh, about to get run over by a tractor or uh, heavy machinery, then you can definitely send us a voice memo and we'll play it on the air to either say how you're feeling about the week or how your team, your the opponent sucks or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so we are send those in and we'll we'll put them on air and talk about those. And, and let's get to some dad jokes.
1: Uh, I didn't mention this in the redraft section, but I did get a comment from Katie. Um, she believes she may have been receiving some drunk trade offers from a member in the league. I won't name any names, but um, she commented on an offer she received. And the response was, I don't even remember sending that offer. So... <laughs> she may have gotten wrong. If there's a
0: different kind of trade, those know. are the best kind if you're the one receiving them.
1: Well, apparently it wasn't one worth accepting. All right. So you... you want me to go first true, on the dad true, jokes? But
0: it's. Yep.
1: Okay. This is uh, in honor of the cooler weather and the fall leaves are changing. This is one of my favorites. Why did the scarecrow? win an award? I don't know. He was outstanding in his field.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. one that was of our pretty favorites. good. Um, here's one in honor of something that I spend too much money on, and that would be Amazon Prime. Um, what do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? I don't know primates <laughs> pretty good <laughs> pretty good thanks i like that one uh,
1: got a monkey I like joke and a scarecrow joke in there again two good dads right here that's why we ended on dad jokes good luck everybody we hope that you have more success in your fantasy leagues than connor and i have in ours we will talk to you again
0: combined <laughs> see ya